This is a Fubar Radio podcast. You can subscribe to the app on Apple and Android. Visit foobarradio.com for more details. It's been a while, Cosby. It's been a while. I haven't been here. I haven't been I just got to show you how the mics work. Ready? Here we go. James Acaster on Fubar Radio. Hello, my name is James Acaster. This is the Shuffle Show. Is it the Shuffle Show? We don't really ever call it that. We've never really given it a name. This is called James Acaster. But um, uh, we're going to be putting our iPods on Shuffle. Matthew Crosby and I, a little bit later. Nirvana. Nirvana on FUBAR Radio. Uh, Matthew Crosby, hello. Hello. I, I've not heard those guys. Are they never new? heard them. Yeah, they're they, new. I should check them out. From Seattle. Uh, Seattle. Yeah, from Seattle. Uh, uh, America. Yeah, yeah, it's very good. Seattle and uh, another band from there. Uh, they seem like Frasier. They seem like a cheery. Oh, Frasier! I love Frasier. Yeah, they're, they're, favorite they're band. Good. They're a bit, they're a bit pretentious, people say, but I think it's quite accessible. They've only got one song, but it's a really good song. <laughs> and there's three or four different versions of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the Blues are calling. Tom Blues Salad, calling. Scrambled Eggs. Do you know? This, do you know what the story is behind that song? All I know about that song is that Kelsey Grammer sings it. He sings it himself, yeah. They're calling again. (laughs) That's all I know. What's the story? uh, It's actually a song about the show, but in a slightly cryptic way. Ah. Yo, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salad and scrambled eggs is the people who call into his radio show. They're the blues. Yeah. The people who are down. Yeah. Who are calling a psychiatrist. Yeah. But, um... Because uh, because he sort of doesn't view them, you know, he, he sort of, uh, uh, he, he views them as tossed salad and scrambled eggs, basically. He views them as nutcases. Right, okay. Um, and, uh, you know, you, you seem a bit confused, but baby, I got you pegged. That's him saying, well, I'm going to sort out their problems. Yeah. Um, but in truth, he can't really sort out their problems because he don't it's know not, what to do with those tossed salad and scrambled eggs. <laughs> They're calling again. <laughs> bam, bam. Frasier has left the yeah, he says that at the end, doesn't he? Is he does, or, 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 he, or he says, uh, Good night, Seattle, we love you! Oh, yeah. That's the other one he does. Proper rock star. He's great. I didn't know you knew so much about... Uh, is there any other theme tunes for uh, sitcoms that you know the story behind? Friends? Um, Friends? <laughs> well, the Rembrandts, I'll be there for you. Rembrandts, I'll so be there for you. It's a, it's a classic. Um... No, I don't know. I don't know the story. Behind they filmed that. the opening titles at four in the morning. Uh, Warner Brothers. Yeah, that's the, the that's the fountain. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. fountain. That's all, so you already knew that. See, I, I have a feeling today I won't be able to do any <laughs> any any bits of trivia that you don't already know. No, let's 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 see. I mean, yeah, I, I, could, I could try. I will try. I I'm surprised they didn't like refilm it. Because yeah. it's quite weird, isn't it? When you get, to, yes. especially with, especially because obviously Matthew Perry, famously yeah. addicted to Vicodin, yeah. fluctuating, <laughs> fluctuating weight, he would yeah. go, uh, he would go back and forth between being quite chubby or being incredibly yeah. gaunt. But in the opening sequence, he still was, you know, like whatever he was, 30, yeah. 30 years young with his centre parting. They didn't. But if they keep refilming the fountain scene with him, like. You know, he's going to be struggling a bit more when he's a bit, a bit chubbier. Well, here's the thing, because they refilmed the intro to Two and a Half Men. Yeah. Like, men, 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 yeah. men, 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 um, but <laughs> the, But they, they refilmed just the end part, so oh, the, yes. the little kid yes. turns into his older, like, yeah. weirder-looking self, and it's it's absolutely grotesque. It's horrible. It's like something out of a like a Clive Barker um, <laughs> yeah. uh, movie. It's, it's, it's gross. Yeah. No one wants to see anyone becoming a teenager... Over over a period of years, or <laughs> or over a period of half a second. Yeah, you know what it's like when you're when you're going through puberty and your parents just lock you in a different room for for years, and they don't want to they don't want to <laughs> see see the development. Yeah, that is a whole. If if, if you haven't seen it at, at home, listen at home, then you should, you should YouTube that because that kid turned it into his older self. His old, and I think they should have got rid of him. 
that kid. Well, he, I mean, he basically, he was, it, it, the only reason he wasn't fired, because he was public, he's a fundamentalist Christian, he publicly yeah. spoke out against what a bad moral message the show was, was sending out. Um, but the only reason he wasn't fired was because he was still better than Charlie Sheen, <laughs> behaviour-wise. <laughs> you're just like, you're the second most naughty kid in the class. Exactly. So you're yeah, okay. l- luckily, luckily, Charlie Sheen's the naughtiest I kid. Mean, that, that third guy, what a dweeb. To he's not a do anything naughty at all. But I mean, he, I, I mean. You he's know, the half, if anything. Do you think? Do you think so? He's John, John Cry's the he's, half. He's the half, in my, my opinion. That, that that little kid's more of a man than he is. Stick it up for what he believes in. How, well, that seems very unfair. I think John Cryer is the heart, not the half. Yeah, I've always felt like he's a two and a half man. <laughs> two and a half. Men. I mean, that would be a, that would be a confusing name. Well, for a show. I mean, it's confusing enough as it is that, yeah. that show. I'm not really sure what it. What is it? It's just about two guys who have. It's about two brothers. Uh, uh, one guy's sort of unlucky. Unlucky in love. One guy is well, is a is a playboy. It's basically yeah. Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen's being himself with no script. Exactly. Yeah. Also, interesting uh, fun fact about Charlie Sheen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, was that he? You, well, here's a couple, a couple of things. But you need to block a, a block a scene. You yeah. need to rehearse it. Right. Um, Frasier, by the way, never rehearsed. Really? Never rehearsed with the cast. The cast would all rehearse. Frasier would come in because he wanted to keep that performance fresh. Wow. Um, but did, did he do the same for Sideshow Bob? <laughs> I can only imagine. I can only imagine he did. He don't never he had to draw his scenes afterwards or more. <laughs> just improvise the entire thing. Yeah, they wrote yeah. an episode around it. Um, but Charlie Sheen, if you watch it, all of his blocking is he's either sat on a on a, at, at the kitchen table or sat on a sofa or sat by the piano yeah. or stood by a chair because he was always so hammered he needed to hold on to something otherwise he'd fall over. So wow. you very rarely see him walking from one place to another. That's, that, see, that's the kind of thing that I thought, if they made that public, I would have watched Two and a Half Men. Yes, so exactly. I would have watched but it But it was only after, you know, after he was fired when it yeah. all came out, and you thought, it would be, it would be if you knew there was a sitcom where one guy was <laughs> yeah. so drunk he can barely perform, but just about getting away with it. Yeah, because, because I mean, you, uh, Matthew Crosby, by the way, uh, in the, the nation's favourite sketch group, Pappies, um, you do gigs where you do get hammered, right? I mean, you... you at Latitude, we d- we've, not yeah. every gig. Let's point this out. <laughs> no, no, not every gig. No, very rarely. But once a year, we get we get drunk, and uh, it's always a lot more fun for us. Yeah. I think that's that's one thing you learn about drinking. <laughs> right. If you well, there's, there's there's two sort of stages of drinking. There's either where you're drunk and you go, oh, this is ruining the gig. Yeah, I'm drunker than this, or you're so drunk that you're ruining the gig, but you don't care. Right. Yeah. And that's the stage you've got to get to. By watching Two and a Half Men. What, uh, what what stage do you think Charlie Sheen was in? in all well, those I, I think he d- I definitely didn't care. Drunken didn't care. Drunken didn't care. He'd go home and go, that was great. <laughs> I nailed it. I don't think he'd even think about it. No. I don't think he'd even remember. No, that's the point. Yeah. <laughs> he, wouldn't, he, wouldn't, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't even remember he was ever on the show. Do you have a, uh, a memorable moment from a drunk gig? Uh, like something that happened that was either so bad or so good that it sticks in your head from a... Because you, you do it at Latitude and you've done it in, in Edinburgh, haven't you? Those are... Yeah, we've done it. We drink, are you drinking anything in particular? We drink Advocar, which is not a great... It's a bit, I've, I've never had it. It's a sort of eggy... It's a bit like custard and a bit like petrol, <laughs> but not as good as drinking either of those things. Okay. Um, okay. It's, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's horrid. Um, so it, it often, often ends up with, like, we do this gig and then I just go and puke immediately afterwards. So that's not, yeah. that's not a lot of... I mean, that's... <laughs> That that's that's prob- if I was doing that regularly, that would be a that would be an intervention situation. I think. Yeah, and, and you would end up saying like that you don't like the writers of Pappies and that you got tiger blood and stuff. Yeah, exactly. I would have if there was a sort of Chuck Lorre figure to <laughs> Pappies, this yeah. sort of mysterious guy who who writes it all for us. Then um, then yeah, I definitely 
I'd definitely be having a bit of a high-profile beef with him <laughs> yeah. via some sort of form of social media. But no, no, normally, like... Normally we're just like at Latitude. We did one gig, which was our gig, which was really good fun. Yeah. And then we were asked to do like a sort of best of sketch show. Right. But it was after our gig, so we were still hammered, you know. <laughs> uh, and that was awful. That was uh, Tom couldn't get his microphone, his little clip-on microphone, to stay on. Yeah. Uh, and it fell off, and he trod on it, <laughs> and you could hear just this audible because obviously it was a microphone. You could hear an audible crunch, and then the mic went dead. And uh, we were told, please look after these mics. They're £300 each, and the next sketch group's got to use them. <laughs> and so Tom just went on stage. The mic fell off. He trod in it, and they brought the lights down on us. They brought the lights down yeah, on you? just halfway through a sketch. So, so oh. uh, Ben and I were still doing the lines, but with, with all the lights out. Awful. That is awful. Yeah, it's bad. But, I don't know, recommend it. Uh, you're here today with your, your iPod. Yes, my iPod. It's here. Uh, and... Uh, are you feeling confident about putting it on shuffle? Why not? Yeah, I think I've I said like to music. you before the show. I'm, I'm pretty confident. I, I think you're gonna absolutely nail this, and, and it's gonna be annoying. Well, my one, my <laughs> one worry is that there's gonna be songs I've just, I've got no idea what they are. Like, yeah. you know, like deep album tracks from deluxe versions. Yes, you know, just the, you know, when they released Graceland's and they just the, the second mm. disc was they re-released Graceland's and the yeah. second disc was all just the bass lines. Yeah, just the bass line and just yeah. <laughs> Which are uh, great bass lines, but I never Diamonds on the Souls of Her Shoes bass line is amazing. It is, but, but I'd sooner hear the whole song yeah. around it. Who is listening to that on its own? Well, we'll find out. Yeah, maybe. maybe I would us. love it if that was the first track that came up. But, just, but then people, we, we get people, people tweeting in fake, fake, you faked it. But uh, we didn't. This is all real. Um, as usual, I'll go first, go first. to uh, uh, take the take the first plunge. So here we go. Oh, uh, Saint Pepsi. Saint Pepsi. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Saint Pep. Saint Pepsi. Saint Pepsi. I said there like it was a bubble. <laughs> like, like at the tube station. Yeah, like it was a tube. King King's Cross Saint Pepsi. <laughs> King's Cross Saint Pepsi. Um. That was a that was we were really entering the chill out zone there. Weren't I mean, we? we just we started out so that, that is I mean, and that album I was saying to you that album is really upbeat, like it's really cheesy dance tunes all the way, and like uh, a really fun album. And it, that is the one song that's your cool down afterwards. That is the one song that's just like. Is it mid album or is it at the end? Does it end? Yeah, I think that's like track seven. Really, you know, like uh, uh, after a bit, maybe before an interlude. There's a little interlude. I remember that's like uh, just some vocal. So- it's a sample clearly off a film. Oh, here we go. You will probably know this. So okay, I can run it by you. Let's give it a go. So it's. Uh, I, I thought now I thought the dialogue sounded it was from a. Like it was from a Woody Allen film or something, but it might not be. Okay. But um, it's someone, and they're clearly shopping for engagement rings okay. for uh, their the, the girlfriend uh, with her. And it's like, it's like, it's like this one, I, I love this one. Yeah. That's what they're saying. And uh, actually, do you know what? I, I could just find Let's it. Let's find it and we'll I'll see. I'll find if we it can... on my iPod. I'm trying to think of what Woody Allen film would have shopping for engagement rings. Yeah, I don't know if everyone if there says is I one. love you. Maybe might be. Uh... What? What? Whatever. Uh, I haven't heard of that one. He, 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 like... he does a film every year, right? Yeah, pretty much. And some of them are. Fine, and yeah. some of them are awful, but yeah. very few of them are sort of the classic seventies Woody Allen. Very few of them are Annie right. Hall. I mean, one of them is Annie Hall. One of them definitely was Annie Hall. Yeah, one of them is definitely Annie we Hall. Can, we can't deny and Manhattan that. Manhattan is very nearly Annie Hall, but it's yeah. not. I've not seen Manhattan. Oh, it's I've, a corker. Uh, seen Annie Hall uh, a number of times, uh, but great. like not seen, not ever seen Manhattan. Annie so. Hall sitcom fans was the inspiration behind uh, Peep Show. Was it? The scene where they've got the subtitles at the bottom, that's what Jesse and uh, Sam saw and thought, yeah, we could do that, but a sitcom. Ah. 
So we go bringing it back Matthew to sitcoms. Matthew Crosby knows everything about sitcoms. Uh, that's, that's, the, that's the show I'm pitching to Fubar Radio. <laughs> just called that. Just, just, me, just me talking about sitcoms. Welcome to Matthew Crosby knows everything about sitcoms today. Ask me about sitcoms. Imagine if, that, if every week you did a show where you got interviewed. So that the guest was always the person interviewing you. That's a great and idea. And it was always on you. Uh, Amanda, Amanda, that's a new show idea. Please write that down. So we've, uh, got, we've got a thumbs up there. New show idea is that the same person gets interviewed every week. That's a great idea. And it'd just be called the Matthew Crosby Show. I mean, in many ways, that is the Comedian's Comedian podcast, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Because really effectively, it. Stu is, in, is asking them to interview him. Yeah, really. That's kind of it, isn't it? You learn more <laughs> about Stu as the weeks go on than uh, you do about uh, the acts. You do learn a lot about him. Uh, and everyone listens to the Comedian's Comedian podcast. It's a cracking podcast. Matthew and myself are interviewed on it, or we interview Stu, uh, depending, depending on, on how you how you take it I've realised now that my like Edinburgh procrastination is listening to like I feel like I'm doing work yeah. if I listen to John Gordillo being interviewed that's kind of the same as writing material isn't yeah. it no it isn't because I feel inspired <laughs> I feel inspired it's like, um, I've been watching Chef's Table on Netflix a docu- oh, documentary series about chefs and it's kind of like that because that, that is quite inspiring about how creative they are with their dishes and right. stuff like that and how they really it's, it's all about how they, they struggle to get where they are and, uh, and more about the chefs and the food and you do watch it and you come out going I really like that line about, uh, about how you've just got to keep on pushing yourself about what, yeah. what in the meantime, all I've done all day is watch documentaries and not done anything. <laughs> well, it seems it's like if I if I watch stuff on Netflix yeah. as opposed to like just you know dicking around on the internet, I feel like I'm being productive. Yeah, that's that's a modern thing. Absolutely, isn't it? absolutely. The stuff. Like, oh, oh! I tell you what is, is getting me annoyed at the minute. What's that? I have seen. Have you seen these adverts on the tube for Mubi? It's called M U B I. Yes, I've seen those adverts. Furious about them. Why? What kind of an idiot? For those of you who haven't seen the advert, they pick a movie for you. They pick a movie every day. Yeah. And it's there for thirty days, and then it goes. Yeah. And you pay five quid a month to have a bespoke bespoke movies recommended to you by the experts. Awful. Awful. Netflix has so many movies on it. I know it is bad. And actually, and, the and, net- they, and they don't disappear after thirty days. And it's only like a couple of quid extra than, than this movie thing. And also on the posters, it's all like. The, po- the films they're doing is like Old Boy. Yeah, like, yeah, I've seen Old Boy, and it's on Netflix actually. Yeah, Amelie. It's like that's not. You're that, not. Yeah, it's you know, a bit like when you went Donnie it, Darko or something. Like, everyone knows that they're like interesting films. Well, it's like, like the, f- the first week of university where you would meet someone who'd go, um, "Yeah, I'm actually into music you haven't heard of. I like yeah. Jeff Buckley. Everyone likes Jeff Buckley, yeah, mate. Yeah. Get over yourself. Yeah, exactly. You might have been the interesting guy at your school who liked Jeff Buckley, but everyone likes him. Yeah, that's exactly what they're like. They're going, "Hey, have you watched Amelie? Yeah, everyone watched yeah, Amelie. Well, that, that big, massive studio <laughs> release. Yeah. yeah, we all saw that. Of course, we did. So, yeah, yeah, so that's annoying. There's no, no one signed up to it. I'm sure there are a bunch of nice, small, small-time businessmen. Don't, 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 don't get a movie. Yeah, just, ha- just have a friend. Yeah. Chat to, just talk to a friend and say, what have you seen recently that you've enjoyed? Yeah. Get them to recommend it. Watch that and don't have it for just 30 days. That's the thing. It's only for, on for 30 days. For, for 5 99 you can just buy a DVD. Yeah, but you couldn't buy 30 DVDs, which is effectively what they're doing. You couldn't buy 30 DVDs, that's right. But, <laughs> but I mean, who's honestly watching thirty films a month? Who's going to watch a film every day? I'm not a shut-in. No, I've got a life. Yeah, as we've already discussed about how much you listen to comedians, comedian. Um, here's the here's the Pepsi track. Okay, let's, and we'll see if uh, let's go for it. This rings any bells. Here we go. It's called Interlude, which is a good name, isn't it? Interlude. Here we go. Khaki. I mean, she's not a mafia bride. Will you help me out? Well, 
I, I think I got it. I think it is. Everyone says I love you. Really? Yeah, I think so. What is that going to cost me? Um, is, that, is, it, if, is that Edward Norton speaking there? Oh, it might be actually. If it's Edward Norton, I think it is. Everyone says I love you. That but sounds like Norton, doesn't it? Well, but it sounds like Norton doing a Woody Allen impression. Yeah, because because every lead character in the Woody <laughs> Allen movie has to basically do an impression of him. I yeah, I, I reckon. 95% certain that's everyone says I love you. We'll, we, can Google, we can Google it in a second. That does sound, that does sound about right. That sounds like Ed, Ed Norton. I think Edward Norton, I think he's getting married to Drew Barrymore. Lovely. Because it was, it, was, it was his musical. Back when musicals weren't, you know, they were right. obviously enjoying a resurgence now, but Woody Allen was like, no one makes musicals anymore. I'm going right. to make a musical, and I'm going to cast people who I like, but can't necessarily sing or right. dance. So it's really good, because all the... Like Edward Norton can't sing or dance, yeah. but does his best job doing it. Yeah. Um, the only person who wouldn't sing for the f- for the film was Drew Barrymore. Okay. Uh, and so he dubbed her voice with someone else who couldn't sing. Oh really? Yeah. She wouldn't sing because she, she thought her <laughs> voice was too bad. He's like, well, I'm just going to get someone else who can't sing. <laughs> How do you like that? Yeah. That's so you know trivia for you. Yes. Um, Le Miserable. No, no, not Le Miserable. Sweeney Todd, the Tim Burton, the film. Demon Barber at Fleet Street. Yeah. Uh, well. So the Tim Burton one. Uh, when they were filming it, they yes. were all singing to their, their pre-recorded tracks. They'd all recorded the vocals already, and they were miming along to it. Apart from one person for one song, and he went behind Tim Burton's back to sort it out as well. He went to the sound. My friend, friend worked on the sound crew. Really? So uh, this guy went round and said, "Don't, don't put my song on. I'm just going to actually sing it. I'm going to properly do it." And uh, that was Sasha Baron Cohen. Really? Yeah, yeah. He did a. He's the only one who actually sang. Like live on the on, on the set. That's great. Yeah, pretty cool. Why did he do that? Why did he not want to? Because he wanted to make it. I think he, he just wanted, wanted to be in it in the moment and properly do it and, and deliver the. Well, it, it uh, works. It works perfect because he he's also in he's also in Les Mis as, as well. And is, that's yeah. what they did in Les Mis. They made them sing live. Yes. Sort of. Yeah. Rather than maybe that's why he got the part in Les Mis. Who knows? It was his audition tape. They were like, it, we, he already did it. He's the only one who's already done it. He's got the skills. He, he actually originated this style of... Uh, <laughs> singing live. Yeah, singing live. <laughs> I don't think he did. I no one's ever sung live before Cohen. No, he, he was the guy. He was the, that's why he's playing Freddie Mercury in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Because he invented live singing. Did, would, were you uh, optimistic about that, Freddie Mercury? Well, I, I mean, I don't... I, I like Queen up to a point, but I'm <laughs> not. I don't think they are the band that you know. I don't have a sort of Kenny Everett love of Queen. Uh, you know, no. and he played. He played when the day Bohemian Rhapsody came out. He played it three times. Great. Yeah, on his show, he couldn't couldn't believe it. And that's most of the show done, isn't it? Come on, Kenny Everett, it's pull your finger out. Uh, but uh, but yeah, no. So I, I think it will be. I, I think fascinating stories. Yeah. Dwarves with cocaine on their heads. Yeah. I mean, absolutely horrifying, but. Kind yeah. of compelling. Yeah, but so, it's the kind of stories you want to hear. Yeah, and he didn't, because Sasha Baron Cohen left for a while, left the production, because okay. he wanted to take it one way, and then the sort of the estate wanted to be a bit more sort of right. loving, and now he's back on. He may even be directing it now. Really? But I think so. Imagine I, that. So you I, walk away from a project, and then you get to run the whole thing. This is what he does. He, pulls pe- he calls people's bluff. Yeah. We should all be. Should all I be don't think it would work out for me if I call people's bluff all the time. Yeah, I think if I walked on projects, they'd go fine. <laughs> yep. Great, we'll get See someone you later. else. We're going to get Chico in. <laughs> um, oh, that is a that is a joke. That That's a reference to something we were talking about before the show began. Off air. Uh, right, we're going to we're going to put Matthew Cosby's iPod on shuffle now. Uh, let's uh, let's see what the first song is. Oh, Jimmy Eat World. Oh, Jimmy Eat World. What a what a classic. Bleed American. Jimmy World, hear you me. Not a dry eye. Not a dry eye in (laughs) In the studio. In the country. Um, 
Yeah. So again, we were saying this. Yeah. Quite a relaxed song. Quite a sort of chill out song for quite an upbeat album. It is a dancey album. You know, uh, by the way, do stop me if I'm just being because this is it's because I've, I haven't really seen anyone this weekend. Yes. you're the first person I've seen, so I'm just going to keep dropping bits of meaningless trivia at you. I think you it's know me well enough now to know that that is exactly <laughs> why I got you on the show, Cosby. Um, so uh, originally, the album was released was called Bleed American. Yes. Uh, then they changed the name. Yeah. Do you know why? No, and I've always... I didn't know they changed it. I always... They, they, re, they, re, they retitled it the eponymous Jimmy Eat World. They just called it... Yeah, because I was always just like, I don't know what that album's called because I had heard two different... Yeah. But. And now it's, now it's back to being called Bleed American. Like, if you look it up on Spotify, it's, it's called Bleed American. Weirdly, they thought it was... Um, uh, it was it was a post nine eleven. It was a post nine eleven thing. Right, a bit like they took off uh, on the re release of uh, Is This It? They took off New York City Cops. Right, okay. because everyone loved the cops so much. They thought maybe putting, you know, maybe th- maybe invoking blood in America together might be a, a problematic right. song. Jimmy Eat World. Jimmy there. Eat World. There, Thinking very sensitive emo fans. <laughs> I that, don't know, the, that is the one place you don't want to, you know. Exactly. Yeah, the emo kids probably would. Would kick off about I mean, that. They, they, they basically, they're on the verge of tears anyway. Yeah. So don't, yeah. No need to put I, that kind of imagery in their head. I was a big, I was sort of got into a big emo phase. Big, mm. big emo uh, fan. Not the kind of like uh, My Chemical Romance or the bands that are sort of described yeah, yeah, as emo. Yeah. yeah. Which I don't, I really can't, but then, I've got no time for. So you, but you were like me then, because like, we were like, we liked what we considered emo. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Eat World and the, the, the Get Up Kids and stuff like that. Yes. And then, uh, and then when... My Chemical Romance were like all over MTV and people were saying this is emo we were like this is not emo no but emo yeah. is not wearing uh, f- uh, long fingerless gloves that are b- purple and black striped yeah. and a bit of eye makeup this is it's actually I used to go to gigs that were like local emo bands would play in Canterbury yeah. when I was at university and it, w- it was genuinely they were all about like they would play song, like, incredibly emotive like weepy songs and then they would pass the microphone around <laughs> the room and people could tell like sad stories yeah. it was incredible they were incredible gigs also like people would grab the microphone and go uh, my mum is a smoker and I'm really worried about her and then pass the microphone it was, it was, just, it was brilliant do you ever abs- get past the mic uh, did I ever pass the mic to no, you? I always, I'd always step back because I, I'm too happy-go-lucky to be. <laughs> I, was sort of, I, was, I was standing at the back pretending not to smile um, but I thought it was, I mean you could never imagine that happening at a My yeah. Chemical Romance gig no it's just people punching each other yeah it's just a, a, I would imagine there's pretending they're pretending, they're just pretending they? to care. Pretending they're to pretending care. Pretending to feel stuff. But then, emo originally was not what we consider it as either. So, like, but there was a whole generation before us who, like, Fugazi were yeah. considered it like a, you know, like an emo, well, you know, proto emo. Yeah, yeah. Well, originally, like, in the very beginning, it was pretty much just hardcore music. Yes. Was emo. And, uh, and yeah, the more. It progressed, the softer it got. Because it was called, it, like, isn't emo? It's emotional hardcore. Yeah, isn't that the that's the yeah. full the full title of it? We're emotional going we're hardcore. going deep into the music here, aren't we? Well, we're the, going. We're here to examine things that other people don't dare examine, don't, don't dare think about. Yeah, exactly. We're thinking so you don't have to. That Jimmy Eat World album is uh, one of the few albums that I got my mum into. Really? She loves it. And uh, I'm, I'm one of the people who don't really. If I get my mum into something, it's not embarrassing. I'm like, yeah, cool. My mum likes this now. <laughs> like. My my mum uh, weirdly has carried on with Bonnie Prince Billy longer right. than I have. Ah. So like when Bonnie Prince Billy brings out a new album, she'll know about it before I do. So when I go around well. for for like Sunday <laughs> dinner, she'll be like, "Have you heard the new Bonnie Prince Billy?" I was like, "Oh, no, I haven't. <laughs> I haven't really kept up with uh, Will Upton, but uh, yeah." Yeah, I heard that. Um, 
you will have heard it. Who's the song by that's about uh, seeing uh, Will Oldham on, on a train? It's Jeffrey Lewis. Jeffrey Lewis. Great song. Hell of a song. If this wasn't a shuffle show, we'd play it. We'd definitely pop it on right now. <laughs> we'd definitely play it. What a great song. But uh, yeah, for, for people should... It's called something... Something about it's, a, 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 it's a, to do with a, it's a, there's a the name of a train because he's on the train, isn't he? He's on the thinks train. He sees Will Oldham. Thinks he sees him. Yeah, and he try, It's like us listening to comedians, comedian, and watching the Chef program. Is that he sees another artist and goes, he'll tell me what I need to do, all the and how to there. be better. Yeah, and then the guy instead sexually abuses him. Yeah, from what I remember. But then whispers something into his ear. Whispers art, artists are pussies. <laughs> That's right. So he says to him. <laughs> Artists are pussies and then leaves them on the tracks. He's got a point. I mean, we all, we all have it coming. I guess the message of that song is stop stop whining about how to be creative. Yeah, yeah. just be creative. Absolute pussy. And then and then like even if you go no no we're not. And you go well let's let's go back to those emo gigs that Crosby went to and see <laughs> how how much you think artists might be. Yeah, I might mean be big tough guys. Artists and their audience and their audience <laughs> and their audience. Yeah, absolutely. Um, right, let's uh, let's uh, alternate back to my one and see what see what it throws up. I've had to I've had to because I put that other one on earlier. I put the interlude song on. Uh, I had to go out of the shovel, so now I'm going into it again. So we're now going to see if Lightning Strikes Twice and it plays the exact same St. Pepsi song from earlier. Um, I doubt I doubt it will. We'll see. No, it's uh, Sebado. <laughs> the sweet sounds. Of Sebado. <laughs> I mean, we can we can file oh. that under unlistenable, can't we? Yeah, I, I mean, I like Sebado. They've got some cracking songs. Yeah. I like I like a bit of uh, folk implosion. Yeah, I like his stuff he did with Dinosaur Junior. Yeah, but that is him. That is him messing around on our time. Absolutely pulling one over on us. Yeah, uh, not caring. I mean, imagine doing that in the studio and going, "Yeah, we'll put that on the album." He also had a Sebado offshoot band, Centrido, didn't he? Did he? He <laughs> must have gone like that. Isn't like that is? How does he go like that's not an offshoot song? That definitely goes on yeah. the main Sebado. How do you yeah. pick what's what's that song called? That song is called Eric from what? From oh, it's called Part Two, Eric. Oh, there's a Part Bubble, One. Well, that's, that's yeah. the reason we didn't. It doesn't make any there sense. We hadn't we hadn't seen the the, yeah. the prequel. It's like it's like if you if you watched um you know Mighty Ducks Two, exactly D Two the Mighty Ducks. It would make no sense. <laughs> you'd be like, what what is going on? Who are why are they playing hockey? Um, um, yeah, that, that's uh, that, I mean that's that's, that's just. Yeah, it's from Bubble and Scrape, which has some very good songs in it. But I, I think, uh, yeah, that that one—that's not one of them. He's just having a laugh. I mean, there's there is a dignity to having ten tracks on an album, Lou Barlow. Oh. There's a dignity to saying, look, we've got we've got ten corkers. Let's yep. not pad it out to seventeen or eighteen. Tell it to all the rappers in the world. Absolutely, your skits aren't that great. Yeah, you don't. Do. I know skits. <laughs> yeah, there's, if there's one thing I know, yeah. skits, and yours aren't that great. <laughs> They're not good. They're misogynistic yeah. and short, and also under rehearsed. Oh yeah, clearly you and your mate just going, let's we'll just riff something. Yeah. With uh, the possible exception of the Wu Tang Clan's uh, torture thing, which, which goes is, on for a long time. I mean, it goes on for a long time. Yeah. It's, it's full of top lols, though. It's mean, full of top lols. It's horrible. One of the most horrible things it's you'll absolutely, hear. Absolutely, yeah. The spiked bat. Gonna sew your up. sew your asshole up and keep feeding you and feeding you and feeding, feeding you. you and feeding you. Which then, you know, made it into the film Seven. <laughs> it so, did. Uh, yeah. So there you go. I mean, you know, Wu Tang did write that film. To be fair. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't no. like that. I mean, that's. Well, there's a, I feel that this is this this week is the one I shouldn't make any jokes like that because we're doing so, so much trivia. So much trivia that people will go, well, Wu Tang Clan wrote seven, <laughs> the set seven chambers. Uh, 
which they did not. That's a shame. Uh, Sebado is quite. See, I was saying to you, it's a cool band to come up. It makes me look cool that yeah. Sebado is on my iPod. Yeah, kudos. But come on, who, no, who's who's honestly listening to that? No, I, I, you know. Also, um, Lou Barlow, Lou Barlow stories. Yes. Uh, my favourite firing story because he got fired <laughs> from um, he got fired from uh, Dinosaur Junior. Yeah, he's back in them now. Back in Dinosaur right. Junior now. They're Congratulations. great together. Yeah. Um, uh, but he got fired because uh, Jay Maskis said, oh, by the way, we're breaking up the band. Yeah. And then uh, Lou is walking down the street, having, you know, the band's broken up. He's walking down the street a few weeks later, sees a poster for <laughs> Dinosaur Jr. playing in the town. He goes, what's going on? He goes to Jay. He's like, yeah, we weren't really breaking up the band. just didn't know how to fire you. <laughs> Me and Murph are going to carry on. Great, <laughs> You're not in the band anymore. Great way to fire someone. Yeah, it's a great wow. way to fire somebody. In that uh, chef's table documentary, yes. one of the chefs gets fired from uh, a, a job in, like, with, for the best like bread maker in all the land and he gets an apprenticeship <laughs> and uh, he doesn't put any salt in the bread oh no uh, and, and he just says he's watched all the all the loaves just rise and then go completely flat and he got fired oh but then he built himself up from there imagine that well that's that's exactly what happened Lou Barlow gets fired he starts Sebado he creates gorgeous music <laughs> like that just beautiful tracks like that that, that rise no one can and deny. rise like a good loaf of bread <laughs> and then fall flat <laughs> <laughs> when we when we slag him off, aren't yeah, we? yeah, we just go. Oh. Hold on a second, mate. I know, I know what you're doing there. It's like, but then, like um, our our friend Josh Widdicombe went yes. to see uh, a band. Went, I can't remember who it was actually. So this is absolutely pointless. So someone like someone like Sebado, but it wasn't Sebado. Right. But but they just did. Uh, they ended their set with like 20 minutes of feedback and stuff, and he absolutely loved it. But I can't imagine. Oh, was it? Don't know um, if I would uh, love it that much. Was it My Bloody Valentine? It might have been My Bloody I, Valentine. I have a feeling he went to see My Bloody Valentine. But um, yeah. that's, again, a band, very cool. Can't really listen to them. No. Loveless. Yeah. I've heard it's, I've heard it's very good, but it makes me feel physically sick because it's so, <laughs> it's like they've got a, a, like a vinyl record and they keep just touching the side of it to slightly slow it down. Right, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Makes me feel like I'm on a ferry. Yeah, <laughs> which you don't, you famously don't like. I hate ferries. Being on ferries, you Sorry, really P&O. Yeah. I'm not, I, I, you know, down to the last two for that Rob Brydon gig. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, I stupidly <laughs> went uh, went public with my hatred of ferries and then yeah. I gave I, it to Brydon. I was on a ferry as a child, but oh, I didn't... Oh, mate, I've told you how much I like <laughs> Tell me a ferry anecdote now. <laughs> but uh, I didn't, I didn't know what a ferry was. I just thought I was on a boat. I was quite young. Yeah. And so... My memory of it, so as I grew up, I was just like, oh, once I was on a boat that had a ball pool in it and a, and a games room and stuff. And so my memory of this place was just like, I was on a fancy boat. A, a fancy boat that's got a car park underneath it. Yeah, I just thought I was on a fancy So even when I learnt what ferries were, that memory never changed. So I'd always say it to people. Oh, so, people, How often were you telling people about the time you were on a ferry? Because it was one of my favourite childhood memories. We went and watched Hook on the ferry. Oh yeah! And like I remember just because I didn't expect it, I thought I was on a boat. <laughs> so I'm sitting there. My parents come along and went, "Come on, come, come with us!" And we just walked into a cinema. And I was like, I, I couldn't believe it. It was like something out of The Wolf of Wall Street. I was like, what? What is this? And then Hook came on, which was the film I wanted to see. In the whole world at that point. So you thought it was a boat that had been created just for you? I just didn't know what had happened. I thought I'd step. I thought it was a dream. Because <laughs> I, I was like, I, I just I, this shouldn't be here, and yet it is. So I guess I'll just watch. And they didn't even tell us what the film was. I remember like that. 
the, the yeah, Universal whatever it was made by logo coming up and my mum saying can you guess what film it is and I said Hook optimistically and she was like yep yeah. oh. like, you, you, you've got to be joking that's incredible I can't believe it and um, but and then I learnt what ferries were as I got older and yet still didn't change that memory to be like I was on a ferry I still kept it as I was on a boat that somehow had a cinema on it and I've never seen it since and then I remember saying it to some adults when I was an adult and they went you were on a ferry <laughs> <laughs> and I had to go, oh, oh, oh yeah, I was on a ferry. I, I knew that. That's of my childhood that. memory destroyed. Yeah. You've ruined it. Yeah. It's not so much of a story now, is it? I was just on a ferry. Oh. But then, you know, as far, as far as I was concerned as a kid, that is what happened. So, I mean, if, if we could pick songs now, you'd obviously play some Roxy music. I put, yeah, Roxy You've music's got to get Brian Ferry. <laughs> Speaking of ferries, Roxy, <laughs> that's... Uh, yeah. See, th- th- this, this show, this week, I feel like we've brought up a lot of songs, so we could have done the show with, like, you know, we don't know what we're going to play, and we're just going to talk until we find a track. and then So that's another show that's idea, another show. Amanda. That's another show we idea. We are inventing formats. Talk until you find these. a track. Uh, but uh, for now, let's go back to the iPod shuffle format and put Matthew Crosby's iPod back on shuffle. Let's see what it throws up for us. Oh... Guns and Roses. Oh my goodness. What we've got here. Guns and Roses there. We're about a quarter of the way through that song. Uh, so it's an epic. It is. Well, but by Guns and Roses standards, it's no, it's, it's pretty normal length, right? Yeah, it's it's a, it's a jingle. It is, yeah, a little. Uh, that's his ringtone, I believe. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, that was, and that's from a, a double album as well, so they really give you value for money, except yeah. for the fact that they don't really ever release records. They do no. them about once every sort of 10 years or so, 15 years. And who's even in it now? Well, it's, it's Axel. It's just, uh, it's just Axel. It's, it, yeah. it's, it's very much, they're very much uh, the Simply Red of, uh, of hard rock. <laughs> it's basically a front man and a bunch of session musicians. I can't even tell you who's doing it. Is it Bumblefoot? Is Bumblefoot still in there? I've never heard Bumblefoot of Bumblefoot. Might, Bumblefoot might be the guitarist. Buckethead is the Buckethead was there. I mean, yeah. that's basically, it's if you've got a comic name, we'll put yeah. you in the band. You're in the band. Or, I mean, a man playing the guitar with a KFC bucket on his head is... Um, a legend? This is brilliant, isn't it? It's I mean, fantastic. You know, You've got to have a gimmick, and he's not going to be the best guitarist in the world, but no. he's certainly going to be a, mem- a memorable guitarist. And it's got to be unpleasant in that bucket as well. I, uh, I'm going to level with you. I don't think it's an actual KFC bucket. What do you think it is? I think it's... A, it I think it's yeah, I think it's customised. <laughs> I think... I mean, they live in Hollywood. They could probably get, uh, you know, uh, Industrial Light and Magic to knock one up. So he's, got, he's gone, I don't want to put a real bucket on my head. It'll be greasy. Yep. Can someone make me one special because I want to wear a KFC bucket on my head on stage? Yeah, you must. Have you never had a prop made for you? Or, I, uh, or I, I haven't until this year. I'm getting, I'm getting stuff done for this show. Uh, you can't, no spoilers. You can't tell us what they are. Oh, no, it's, it's, not a big, it's not a big thing. It's just, just for visually, I want um, everything to be maroon. Ah. Apart from, I don't want any backdrop or anything, but like the mic stand, mic lead, microphone, and stool that I've got on stage, I want to be all the same red wine colour. Are you going to come on to moves like Jagger? No, but I should. I should do. I mean, we all know that I should do the prop. Yeah, because it's a. It'll be a thing that, you know, most people will probably work it out eventually. But, but it's a little. Yeah, but you're a fan of trivia and 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 facts, and so I think if I walked onto that, you 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 can appreciate some people go they're more of a burgundy really, and that doesn't really work. <laughs> they don't they don't look maroon. I think you'll find that's true. Yeah, and I'm also wearing the entire. What are you wearing? What, like a, like a red wine cords, uh, shirt, and tie. 
The Paisley tie. The Paisley, the maroon Paisley tie. That's great. So it's all. I look very stupid this Why year. Why have you? What's the thinking behind the the maroon? Um, I got the tie, and um, had to. Uh, so I'd already got that, and I was going to wear that at gigs. Yeah. And some gigs, I'd have to wear it with. I was wearing it with whatever shirt I had on that day. So sometimes I'd wear it with the maroon shirt, and those gigs were just more fun because I looked worse. Yeah. So it, it was fun to, and I found though they went better. So then I started wearing maroon cords as well to complete it, <laughs> and that was a lot of fun. And then I had a a routine at the end where I kind of uh, mistreat the mic stand a bit and and the stall on stage and kind of like slam them a bit heavy handed with them. Right. And I thought I'm going to have to buy my own of these because I don't know if every venue will let me just slam their mic stand around. Of course. So when I realised I had to get my own mic stand, I thought, well, what kind am I going to get? I thought, oh, I'll get a another maroon one. So have you, so there's have you no, painted it? Have you painted it maroon? No, there's this you... company who does it. That's incredible. So they're gonna they're gonna uh, yeah paint them all for me, and then um, I'll uh, have a. So pull. you're gonna have your own maroon. Is it gonna be your own maroon mic as well? Yeah, the, mic, the, mic, the microphone, the, the lead, the stand, and the stall will be exactly the same color. So pretty pretty exciting. Fantastic. Yeah, but uh, there's no simple. So and I, you I, don't mention it at all in the don't show. Don't mention it. No, uh, I, 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 I like to think that some people will think there's symbolism behind it, but there's not. It is just because it just happened organically well I mean you're a man who's emotionally marooned <laughs> aren't you yeah that's sort of what it is that's, that's, that's the sort of the uh, <laughs> said. that's kind of the, the subtext of the show yeah yeah definitely I'm uh, emotionally adrift yeah let's see no man is an island apart from James Acaster yeah hence the maroon that would actually be a good show title. I'd like to call the show title. No Man's an Island Apart from James Acaster. Yeah. That's a great title. <laughs> that would be really fun. But haven't you got a... Th- uh, don't you stick to the one word? Not not strict. I, I, I'm very open to calling them whatever. It's, it's just the one words have been... I just, I've just liked them recently. You know, over the last four shows, our, our friend, I've liked having them as one Our word. friend David O'Doherty has got a great Edinburgh title. Now, yeah. I think I'm, I'm... Hopefully, I'll get this right. It's, um, we are all born in the gutter... But some of us are staring at David O'Doherty. <laughs> that is, uh, that's a great title. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, it, it, yeah. I, I remember one, one year he did something. He did what? what is seize the David O'Doherty? Yeah, yeah. Or uh, he's done. Yeah, yeah. So great. Seize the David O'Doherty. Yeah. Um, somewhere over the David O'Doherty. Is, is he he's done that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great names. He's, he's, anyone who doesn't get get the boy, that's funny. Absolutely. <laughs> that's what you want to do with a show title. Yeah. Anyone if, who doesn't get well, that's funny. Won't come. I uh, I can't do it now, unfortunately. But w- when I did my show at Mac two years ago, I called it uh, an hour with Brill Crosby. Great. Uh, <laughs> but unfortunately, now there's just connotations with with Bill Cosby that you can't. Oh, uh, of course, you can't do anymore. Very sad. So it's a re- it's really sad. Awful, isn't it? I mean, you know, obviously, it's awful. It's a bit like your fairy story. Yeah, yeah. It's you grew up and then you realised. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to listen to. Uh, he was one of the first comics I got into. Uh, that's cassette tape of him listened to it all the way through a French holiday he kept on listening to it on, that, on repeat that album to Russell my brother who I slept with is the one of the best comedy albums of all time it's just yeah. incredible that second half where he's just talking about what it's like to share a bed with your little brother it's brilliant it's absolutely <laughs> brilliant it's basically like it's, it's, it's like an episode of a TV show it's like 25 minutes long Yeah, it's just him telling a story of you know the story takes longer to tell than it actually does to play out it's right. so it's so brilliant it's such a Oh dear, we've mentioned 9-11, we mentioned Bill Cosby. It's both both times. Hard hitting here. Both times my fault. Hard hitting. Um you uh 
had Guns N' Roses just now. Yes. Have you read Slash's autobiography? I haven't. That's got a lot of good stories in I it. I bet it does. But Axl Rose especially. Apparently, once Axl Rose was staying at Slash's house for a bit, he didn't have his own place, so he had to stay, sure. stay over. And um, Slash brought his grandmother home. And uh, he said, Axel, this is my grandmother. And Axel just looked at her and said, fuck you. Oh, uh, no. Like, really, just no. said, fuck you to her. And everyone was like, what has happened? And uh, then later on, um, Slash is driving Axel to the gig. And he went, hey, look, man, that wasn't cool earlier on where you said, fuck you to my grandmother. But she's really upset. Yeah. She's from a different time to us. You don't say that kind of stuff to people. Well, I mean, it's, whatever time you're from, it's still not, it's <laughs> still, not great. It's still nice. impolite. But I think he was trying to be as nice as he could. You know, you're going to need to apologise later on. Yeah. And Axel just didn't say anything. And they drive along and then just like, five minutes in silence. And then Axel Rose just unders his seatbelt, opens the door and just jumps out the car. And apparently all Slash saw in his rearview mirror was uh, Axel Rose's body tumbling down the road and then stop motionless and then get up and just run away. <laughs> just, just ran what? away. <laughs> just ran away. Rather than apologise to an old woman, yeah. he'd sooner roll out of a moving car. <laughs> yeah, and then That's run. why he's such a genius. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is the, you know, we, you don't get pop stars like that anymore. Yeah. He's clearly sitting there going, this guy doesn't get me. He doesn't understand what I'm about. I say F you to old ladies. Yeah. That's Axel Rose. Yeah. <laughs> my, my name is a anagram of oral sex. That's what I've decided to do. Is that what his name is? Is, yeah. that, is that what he's called that? Yeah. That's clever. Is it though? Is it clever? <laughs> or is it the sort of thing you would do as a child and go, yeah. I'm going to have a name that's secretly... I mean, you may yeah. as well have called himself Oral Sex. Yeah. You, you, you may as well have called yourself more. Captain Blowjob. And you would yeah. have been like, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> we've, got, we've got Bumblefoot, we've got Captain Blowjob, we've got Slash. <laughs> Captain Blowjob. That's how B- I think of him. But BJ is uh, making a comeback now. People are saying BJ Moore again. Are they? Very funny, isn't it? Saying I BJ. Like, yeah, BJ. It. Yeah, it's a bit like um, uh, ha- it's a bit like Handy J. I like. <laughs> never heard that. Have you before, never heard of Handy, J- Handy J? Oh. That sounds like a kids' TV presenter. <laughs> like, like, like Mr. Tumble. Yeah, yeah. You could imagine if Mr. Tumble's name was actually Handy J. Yeah. No one would bat an eyelid. It's Handy J. <laughs> Handy J. What's it? <laughs> well, that's what they do. Uh, kids' TV. Uh, Dick, Dick and Dom. Oh yeah. In the bungalow, full of. Full of little Absolute innuendos. Absolute filth. Yeah. But they do it to, you know... Absolute filth. As long as you don't actually swear, yep. it's fine. They had a game. Well, they definitely started from the name and worked backwards. Yeah. So it was a stupid... Because the, the game involved them. Uh, they had to wear wings that were... Uh, and these wings were um, uh, hooked up. There's there a, like a tube that went from the wings into this like receptacle. And they had to flap their wings loads. Yeah. And uh, basically what it did was it pumped water. Uh, if it, the more they flapped, the more it pumped water through this tube into right. the receptacle. And it was meant to be them sweating. It was meant to look like sweat. And then the game was called In a Sweaty Flap. Right, yeah. That's, yeah. that's what it was called. They, they, they know what they're doing. They knew exactly what they were doing there. There's no way someone came up with that idea and then went, oh, we could call it that. Ha, ha, ha. That came from, the, they went, what's the worst thing we could call a kid's game? In a Sweaty Flap. We'll call it that. I remember on Blue Peter they used the expression <laughs> "wizard sleeve" during a during oh a during oh during a Halloween. They were making Halloween cakes, and a guy reached over and said, "Oh, got a bit of a sticky wizard sleeve there," because oh, his, his his sleeve went in the cake cake. And I, I didn't even. I, I, the only reason I knew it was I was watching it with my, yeah. my uni mates, and one of them laughed, yeah. and I was like, "What's what's that?" And they said, "Well, it's a 
It's a, it's a <laughs> euphemistic phrase. It's the worst thing in the world. That's yeah. what that is. But like, also, there's no reason for him to say wizard. He was, yeah. So he it's knew what he was doing. Because it was Halloween. They sort of, like, that was kind yeah. of his game. But, um... But the thing is, though, what do the producers do in that instance? Do the producers afterwards, because that's going out live, yep. do the producers go, come on, mate, it's yeah. kids' TV. Don't do that. Or, I mean, what, you know. Nah, you've met enough TV producers. That's probably their idea. They loved it. They went, try and get Wizard's sleeve into it today, be a laugh. <laughs> try and say that at some point. That's what it was. It's those little games, isn't it? Well, the thing is, though, sometimes, showbiz games. sometimes it got <laughs> reported in the... Because Anthea Turner, said when, she, when Bonnie the dog was... She said um, Bonnie the... She was talking about Bonnie the dog, and Bonnie the dog was sat like on the floor, and she had her legs either side of Bonnie the dog, yes. as you might do if you're sat on a sofa with a dog by sure. you. And she said, um, uh, Bonnie the dog, who's currently between my legs at the moment, blah, 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 blah. And yeah. it got reported in the papers. <laughs> and I think, that, I think that's reading stuff into... You know, yeah, I think that's absolutely... If you were absolutely. saying, hello, kids, this is Bonnie the dog, she's between my legs at the moment. Oh, actually, now I say it out loud, it does sound kind of bad. No. But if, yeah, if you say, hello, kids, this is Bonnie the dog, she's <laughs> between my legs at the moment. I think anything with hello, kids at the front... Yeah, I think hello, kids is the bit that I think Blue it. Peter says never say hello, kids. I, w- I would wager not a single Blue Peter pe- presenter ever in the history of that show has ever gone hello, hello kids. kids yeah because but Blue it was, Peter's meant to be you know you feel grown up you feel grown up watching it it's watching basically it. the news yeah it's ba- basically yeah I've taken an interest in the uh, current affairs current affairs and what's going you on you know what that's actually gardening that's true because I'd, I'd never seen the one show until quite recently right it's, it's Blue Peter isn't it yeah it's Blue Peter but yeah. adults can watch it yeah like the, the same, it's the same level of you know like we're going to go yeah. to a factory that makes you know Grinds up grain or whatever. Yeah. Why? Didn't didn't want. I mean, there were so many programs, and I'd say Blue Peter and Newsround were the front runners for this category for me. Were that I was watching simply because I was a kid and I wanted to watch TV. Yes, definitely. And um, I I was the the shows that I can't remember what time five thirty five or whatever Blue Peter was on or something like that. Yeah. It was the, at that slot and it, and that was three times a week when I was uh, it was Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And I would really look forward to Tuesday and Thursday when there was something else on at that time slot. But yeah, you just want you just like want to be sat in front of the telly. Did you ever watch Mud? No, what was Mud? It's brilliant. It's the time travellers, but but like a right bunch of like a proper rogues gallery. There's just a bunch of uh, misfits and uh, of, all, of like yeah, some old, older people, some kids, and uh, quite dark and quite mean to each other. They weren't no, they weren't nice people. Did one of them have pink hair? I think one of them might have had pink I think hair. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I think because they went into a, they went into like a, did they go into a, like, oh, I mean, this is going to be one, five seconds of an episode, <laughs> uh, but one of them went into like a thing that, like, instead of a shower in the in the future, yeah. you have a thing that just, you go into it and then you come out and you're completely clean. And she that went in, nice. she had pink hair and she came out and because the dye wasn't ah. natural, it took the dye Good out joke. of her hair. Yeah. Good joke, actually. Not a bad joke. It's funny that we, we, you remember... For ages, I, I was, I, and the show is called The Odyssey. I, I know, I know what it is now. But for ages, I was just like me, me and some friends were like, there was a, a show where a kid went into a coma, and the whole series was his dream. Wow! While he was in a coma, and it was really amazing, really good. And it was all the people from his real life were in the dream, and what was happening in the real world actually was mirrored sort of bled, in bled his coma. Yeah. yeah, it was really great. And for ages, I was like, I didn't know what it was called. Lo- much like a ferry, in yeah. many ways. <laughs> It's called the you weren't Odyssey. paying a tremendous amount of attention during your childhood, were you? I didn't think I'd need to. I it's thought, true. I thought this won't come up again. There's no test. There's no test when you get to 30. As a kid, you don't have any long game. No. You're just like, I'm just taking everything, I'm just taking everything as it comes, having a blast, and then someone goes, what was that th- programme called with the kid in the coma? Oh, man. No I, just, I just enjoyed it. I didn't... 
I didn't get what it was called. I, 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 I don't know if you're, you're younger than me. Yes. Uh, I don't know if you remember. Did you ever watch kids' TV shows that were German TV shows that had been just badly dubbed in English? No. They showed them on Children's BBC. Right. So they'd be like, this is, a, there's, there's one called, I think, called The Adventures of Tim Tyler. Adventures of Tyke Tyler, Tim Tyler. But um, yeah. it was a guy who, and again, dark, really dark. Right. The fir- one of the first episodes, um, a guy kills his dad just to make a point. Gosh. Um uh, but the uh, <laughs> so like really just to make a point yeah because well the the thing is he's got the best laugh in the world yeah everyone loves his laugh yeah so this evil supervillain guy yeah goes I want to buy your laugh yeah and he's like I'm not gonna sell the laugh to you because <laughs> it was dubbed it was really yeah. you know, all sort yeah. of weird intonations I'm not gonna sell the laugh to you he goes well if you if you give me your laugh then I will give I will make sure that every bet you make comes yeah. true. And so he says, I don't want to do it. He goes, well, look at your dad who's up there in that glider. Uh, look at the, the glider go into the ground and, and explodes. And, uh, yeah, but it was the, the, wow. the, the weirdest thing about it was that this, <laughs> was, this was the, uh, <laughs> this was like the, this was the 80s. But they still weren't, you know, we were still watching knocked off German TV. Was Britain not producing enough good well, this is the thing, isn't it? TV shows? We had to watch German knockoffs that had been dubbed. Look at the it, state we're in now, mate. Oh, TV. It's true. Remember, but, do you remember Tarrant on TV? Yeah. And he would make fun of what people were making abroad. Yeah. We're making those shows now. We're now, yeah. That's what we do now. Oh, isn't it funny, these <laughs> Japanese game shows? Oh, we're yeah. doing it now. No. And it's on its bloody third, fourth, fifth series. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. It is crazy. Uh, <laughs> well, that's me. We've, we've sorted out the world. Yeah. So that's sort, good. Sorted out television. Yeah, I'm glad. Uh, right, <laughs> we're going to uh, go back onto uh, my iPod now, put it on shuffle and see what the song is. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Animal Collective. I mean, more unlistable nonsense <laughs> from the golden iPod of uh, James Acaster there. At the end. Do the, you listen to end. any things that are called actual songs? No, 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 no. no listen, uh, where's I, your Jimmy Eat World? Where's your Guns <laughs> N' <and> Roses? <laughs> That's why I get you on. That's why I get, get guest songs. They've got to you know, break up the I'm like a, I'm like noise scape. An, an issue of iPod. Kerrang! magazine walking around. Yeah, yeah. It's very noisy at the end. There. Brilliant album, though, Animal Collect. I don't know if you've got that album or if you've heard it. Is that the one that has the cover that's like loads of little leaves? No, uh, although that is a good album as well. Also, if you look at that on a computer, that cover, yep. looks like it's moving. Yeah, optical illusion. Looks like a gif. So It's all like blub, 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 yeah. <laughs> moving around. It's, it's very a lot, clever. It's a lot of fun. Very clever. Um, they're clever boys. They, 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 they put some they, thought they into it. They wear that on their sleeve. They put some thought into it. Because obviously album cover artwork is, is dying out, really, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. It's dying out. But they've thought, well, look, let's rather than, you know, uh, like rather than bemoan the fact it's not going to be out on a 12-inch vinyl, we're going to yeah. use, the, use the medium. Yeah. Well, it's like Tool do that with each one of their albums. Tool, uh, they did one where... Uh, it was 3D, like there was some glasses attached to it, like, like, a, like, like a little red one and a little green one. No, like no, it, no, it was two le- like clear lenses, but circular, oh. but like on a bit, but attached to the actual album. And then you hold up the, uh, the, the so, that, then you, so you open it, it's all, it's all cardboard, it's all, it's all together, it's not like a pull-out sleeve. Right. So you open it up, it's like a book, and okay. you look at the book through these glasses, and all the images are like three-dimensional Wow, images! And they that had sounds that incredible. Their albums, and that was that was pretty. I also like, yeah, you didn't expect it from clear lenses back then either. That's uh, very impressive. That was, was that was that a vinyl or was that a CD? CD. That was a CD. Really, they went for it with the yeah, CD. Yeah. And before that, they did uh, their album uh, Lateralis, I think it's called, and uh, the 
the inlay so that the uh, booklet was just like all clear plastic with different parts of the so different layers of the human body drawn in it. That's great. So it looks like a full person, and with each page you turn, you get you strip down until you get to the skeleton at the end. That's really good. That looked pretty cool. I've got a copy of uh, Led Zepp three. Yeah. That. Uh, has that thing where you know it's like in inside the inside the cover the cover's got little holes cut in it yeah and you can sort of turn a little dial at the side that makes things go past yeah. so like a little, a little zeppelin goes past yeah, lovely it's great the, oh, the best example of that though oh an album i'm not i'm not a fan of mm. is uh ladies and gentlemen we're floating in space by spiritualized yes they had a sort of um kind of pharmacy theme like right, a medical okay. theme and they released their cd in a blister pack Oh. So you could literally pop it out That's of good. like like a like a paracetamol, and they even yeah. did a special edition where they released like thirteen or fourteen individual mini CDs, every track on a separate right. blister pack. That's good. That's a great idea, isn't it? That is a really good idea, but the album's not good. I'm not a fan <laughs> of Spiritualized. No, I mean they had a. No. I think Space Spaceman Three, which is the band they came from, I think had a song called "Taking Drugs to Make Music to Take Drugs to," and right. I think that kind of sums up. You know, it's, it's quite boring, quite boring music made by quite boring people to be listened to yeah. while you're, you know, enjoying something. Yeah, I can't imagine you as much of a, a drugsman, a drug taker. I, you probably done more drugs than I have. Uh, I've, done, I've done well, zero. I mean, you know, ca- caffeine is a drug. I had a <laughs> cup of coffee this morning, so uh, that's my favourite thing from bands and stuff. Whenever they get asked about drugs, they're like, "Well, you take drugs every day." Yeah, you all take drugs. Yeah, the media's a drug. Sugar's a drug. <laughs> yeah, the media is a You read you the read, paper, that's read the drug. papers. Worst drug in the world. You're brainwashed, mate. <laughs> that, that'll rot your brain. Forget <laughs> the fact that I'm doing meow meow all the time. That's what you should be worried about. O- oxygen's a drug. Of course, we should say uh, drugs very dangerous. Don't do them. Yeah, don't do drugs at all. It's very, very stupid. stupid. Absolute waste. Some of, our, some of our greatest artists, we've oh. lost them. We've lost them to drugs. But it's glamorised a lot. We say about libertines earlier, and uh, the media bloody loved the fact that he did loads of drugs. They did. I remember reading an article uh, where they followed him around, like, we're going to follow... They just called him the bloke from the libertines. Didn't even know he was called Pete Doherty at the time. They were just like, we're going to follow the bloke from the libertines around as he, you know, gets progressively more and more uh, fucked up. And it's like, that is extremely irresponsible. Because you're basically... You're you're writing for kids. Yeah. The the enemy is, you know, the enemy is for people who's just graduated out of smash hits. They, you know, that... So you... It's a bit like, a bit like, because I was a massive Manic Street Preachers fan. Love yeah. the Manic Street Preachers, but my God, they used to glamorise um, yeah. Richie, Richie Manic's self harm. Yeah, oh, it was absolutely irresponsible. Yeah, and I remember even as a kid who loved the Manics, you know, and being the kind of age, you know, the yeah. age going, this probably isn't right. Yeah. Is it? That you know, but, like you uh, love the fact he's carving things into his arm. That's Come the thing, on, isn't he, it? he needs help. Because obviously, like old. Like back in the sixties and seventies or whatever, if you had like someone like Jim Morrison or whatever, people weren't going, okay, it's great, or, or oh wow, this is this is this is crazy. It was more like, oh, he shouldn't. <laughs> the people reporting the news back then were like, he should not be doing this. We don't approve of it. Yeah, and, and so and so everyone, you know, was but like that was just him being this out of control. But now, if they can sell it. So oh, it becomes yeah. you can't even be a drug addict or whatever, and just like. Be that actual out of control thing. It just gets controlled, and it, it becomes that this becomes your angle. Yeah, that becomes that's your thing now. You got to well, keep doing it. Was, it. It was true of, of uh, Amy Winehouse, didn't she? Yeah. She wrote songs, you know, rehab. Yeah, it came. I was where was I the other day? And rehab came on. And I thought this just sounds terrible now. Yeah, you go like, ha ha! It's it, you know. Yeah, 
It's it's her going. I'm fine. I'm all right. You're not. You're you're yeah. in, you're in serious trouble, and you're sort of writing songs about it. Yeah. But I mean, that said, it's like the old Bill Hicks joke of like, if you don't, you know, if you don't like drugs, go and take all your records and burn them now, because you know, yeah. all your ba- all the bands you loved were really high. But yeah, I mean, come on, in moderation. I, th- I think Ringo Starr did a lot of drugs. He's still knocking around. <laughs> He's still peace and love, peace and love. <laughs> uh, still, what watch that every week. I don't watch it every week, but I think you probably should watch that video, that YouTube clip every week. Um, of what? Well, I don't know this. What? When, when he um, he, didn't, he wanted them to stop sending him the fan mail. Surely you've seen that. No, I don't think so. This is incredible. I can't believe this. All, all the trivia you know. And I, I haven't seen... One of the best YouTube videos in the world. It's, uh, is it's, it better than McCartney's You Can Do It Right Now, please? It, it was the original... <laughs> you know, it's like McCartney probably did. You can do it right now, please, in order to like complete, complete with <laughs> right. peace and love, peace and love. Um, but it was it started it starts it starts off on a real close up of Ringo's face. What era? This is like probably five or six years ago. Oh, okay, right. And he's just looking at the camera, <laughs> waiting for it, and it just pulls back really slowly. And then uh, he's basically telling them, "Stop sending me fan mail because." Uh, I can't reply to it all. So it's just, as of such and such a day, I will no longer be reading fan mail. Uh, and, 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 and so, but he keeps on going, peace and love, peace and love all the time. And because every time he says peace and love, it's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, but he goes, stop sending me fan mail, <laughs> peace and love. And, it, and it's really great, really great. And uh, it's one of the one of the greats, one of the great YouTube oh, I'll videos. I'll enjoy that. We'll, uh, we'll watch it. Let's watch it. Let's put on a song from your iPod. Let's put on a song, yeah. And uh, in the meantime, we'll watch it. I say iPod. It is Matthew's iPhone, and I have to turn it on his channel and see a photo of his lovely wife. Yeah. Every time, every time, turn it on, and there's your wife. Where, where, where is she there? Where is she in that photo? Yeah. Uh, Budapest. Lovely. No, tell her I'm in Petersburg. Let's hear about both of those places. Absolutely though. happy to do it after the, after uh, this next song. Oh, he's landed on his feet very well here, looking pretty cool. Chunyards, Gangster. I mean, probably, uh, there's a song called Gangster, that's not me. Yeah, that's not you just commenting on doing it. a shout out at the end. Yeah, very good. Brap, brap, brap. Very um, good song. It's a great song, and I think that's given, yeah, you're right, it's, it's given me a bit more kind of indie rock cred. I mean, yeah, no, no one's going to slag you off for that, no. are they? So, that's... that's that's safe. Yeah, you're absolutely safe. Pitchfork will not be looking down their nose at me. Oh, Pitchfork. Oh, Pitchfork. Don't even, don't even get me started. You're not a Pitchfork fan? No, I, I, don't, I don't like reading reviews, really, uh, about music. I get, I get very annoyed. I like film reviews. Yeah. I don't know why, I, but Maybe I hate music reviews. Does it, oh, I don't know. Is it, is it because you obviously don't like reading comedy reviews? No, not a fan of. But is it because music is often like one person or two people or three people, whereas a film uh, is like here's a film of yeah. like, you, know, like, you know a thousand people were involved yeah. in the making of it, and it maybe it's the thing, yeah, where music's more. I mean, it's probably not more personal. I'm sure filmmakers would get pretty annoyed to hear me say that, but like I think uh, music just seems to be this thing where like I just I think it's so subjective. It's, yeah, absolutely. So that I just want, I, mean, I think if films you can you can kind of go, like, yeah, that. That wasn't <laughs> that wasn't good, and I, I can kind of hack yeah. that a little bit more. I guess so. Maybe, but like, maybe, I mean, but know, then some some absolutely. of the music I listen to is kind of badly made. Yeah, but that's what. Yeah, I sp- yeah, I, I suppose that's it, isn't it? Because yeah, you can listen to badly made music and it's still good. Whereas yeah. a badly made film, there's almost an element of technique you have to have. Yeah, 
in order to be good at it. Yeah, like well, that's, you, you no, can... that's not necessarily true either because there is sort of sloppy. No sloppy films. Sloppy that are filmmaking good. that are brilliant, like all the early John Waters movies. Yeah, yeah, are brilliant. Yeah, but they're. The, it's yeah. a tricky one. I, I, Very I, I, tricky. I know. I know what you mean, though. But you don't yeah. like. What about a re- like? Pitchfork always thinks very. Pitchfork. Very sneery. Very sneery and very like. As soon as something, they'll say something's brilliant, and as soon as it gets big, they'll say it's rubbish. That's all. That's that's the enemy. Do the same thing as well. Like yeah. to build them up to knock them down. Hate it. Hate. They it. loved Suede so much. Right. They. I mean, that's that was you know like nineteen ninety three when that first album came out. Yeah. Suede were you know. They were gods, and then, and <laughs> yeah. then they absolutely yeah. It's just it's 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 weird, but yeah, it's just taste, isn't it? They're just tastemakers. Yeah, they 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 get ready. Like, Here we go. This is the one when we yeah. destroy them. This is the one where we take them down. Think, who who gets off on that? Who's who's waiting around? Well, they love it, don't they? The the, 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 the rock yeah. journalist must. Although weirdly, I know what you mean about not reading reviews, but if there is a book written about working for the enemy. I will read it. Right, yeah. I absolutely love, like, I read Mark yeah. Ellen's book, I read Stuart McConey's book, yeah. I read Andrew Collins' book. <laughs> love them. Absolutely yeah. love them. Oh, yeah. Well, stuff like that, I mean, it's definitely, that's an interesting environment. Yeah. I don't want to read anything they've written, but I definitely would like to peer in and see what goes on in, in that industry and, like, uh, in those workplaces and what kind of people end up drawn to that. I think that's fascinating. I started buying the NME when we were on tour... La- the last tour we did, 2013, I started yeah. rebuying the NME to read right. in the car. Um, I wasn't driving, just to be safe. Uh, <laughs> so people know. Tom and Ben were doing the driving. I was doing. I really? Was re- I was reading the enemy. I trust Ben more. Yeah, yeah. He's. Uh, what do you think Tom's going to drive around in a wacky way? He's too distracted. No, he's a very good, very competent driver. Is yeah. Tom Parry very he's competent driver? Um, but I started reading the enemy, and it's fascinating because I was reading. Uh, they, they did. They did a, a tenth anniversary of Up the Bracket. That right. was one of the things they they did. So they, I read all the original reviews of it and yeah. uh, original interviews, and I thought, "Wow, I'm gonna. This sounds really exciting." Yeah. And I listened to it, and it's still just as terrible as I remember it being. <laughs> um, it's it's like th- yeah. there's something about compelling journalism, like you know. Yeah. I, I mean, well, I, I like that though. I, I do like if someone's writing about something they love. Yeah. I enjoy. I definitely enjoy reading that. I also enjoy because I love um, Everett True, who wrote mm. for the Melody Maker in the '90s. Big around the sort of you know he's, he he pushed Kurt onto the stage in the wheelchair right. at uh, 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 Reading Festival in '91, yeah. I think it was when they nice. headlined Reading Festival. Yeah, um, and everyone it, sang Happy Birthday to Dave Grohl's mum. Yeah, God, what a what a gig. Yeah, if only I hadn't been 11 years old, I'd have been there. <laughs> yeah, would definitely have been there. I had to read about it instead. Um, but uh, Everett True uh, now writes a thing called Collapse Board, right? And he writes the most like he absolutely lacerates bands. Really, but that's his thing. Okay. And I sort of read his stuff just because it's f- like he will do it so brilliantly. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And also, like he'll he'll like he, he doesn't hate everyone, but he goes off people very quickly. <laughs> so, like he, like he, he used to love the yeah yeah yeahs and how he yeah. absolutely hates them. Really. And so he'll do every like taking apart how bad their cover, the, you know, the album yeah. covers look. Oh, it's great. It's really. To be fair. Yeah. See, they, 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 so that, that, that's I hear that and I go, yeah, I probably agree with him there. I, I really like uh, Fever to Tell. I thought it was a brilliant. Yeah, I really loved that album. Yeah, and ba- I have Bang gone EP. off. Bang EP was I, great. I have gone off them more as they've gone on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but tr- I still love Cameron O. She's great. I love her. Although very unreliable uh, as a live band. Really? They, they yeah. If they're in a good mood, brilliant. One of the best live bands out there. Yeah. But if they're not, oh my god. <laughs> 
Oh my god. This <laughs> oh, oh blimey. I mean oh, see the, the Spike Jones uh I think it's called it's called Tell Me What Rockers to Swallow, I think it's called. Uh, tell me what, what, what? Tell me what rockers to swallow, or it's tell me what poppers to swallow. But I don't think it is poppers. I think that's me thinking that's an actual thing, and so I'm putting it as poppers. But I think it's rockers to swallow. Tell me what rockers to swallow. I and have it's, not seen it's it. just a, a documentary about yeah, 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 uh, doing a, doing a show basically in San Francisco, and it's really good. It's it's mainly about the fans, so it's, it really captures what it's like to go to a gig and be, be excited, about, excited it. about it. Yeah. So like it's oh, just great. interviewing all the fans when they're queuing. And then once they're in, like, but returning to the same people once they're in, then filming like them during the gig, and then afterwards hearing how much they enjoyed it. But it's always like this, and there's like a mother who's brought her son along, a little, and and things like that. And he's That's really, really excited. And, and and everyone loves the gig, presumably. Everyone they, loves they the gig. They don't have a bad one. They, yeah, they don't have one of the ones you described, or they all come out and go, "That was disappointing." Well, actually, yeah, I was looking forward to it, but they were 90 minutes late to the stage, and she shouted every song. <laughs> yeah, that's like what she does sometimes. Well, I saw them. I saw them. I've seen them a few times. I saw them supporting John Spencer Blues Explosion. Cool band. Great. That was a great night. I bet they're good live. International noise conspiracy. Yeah. Then yeah yeah yeah. Then John Spencer Blues Explosion. So that was just after the first EP had come out. That was great. Yeah. Uh, but then I saw them at uh, All Tomorrow's parties. Yeah. And she was so like they were ninety minutes late to the stage. She was super super drunk, and she did uh, Maps, which is obviously a yeah. wonderful sweet song. You're looking, looking forward to. She's like, this is the yeah 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 sad song. I want to see everybody cry. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> you're, you're... And so it was like, oh, this is a song that's so delicate and you know fragile yeah. and. She, well, that's what's brilliant about it. Yeah, you know, she's tired of it. She's tired of it. That's why. I, that's one of the things like comedians can't do that uh, um, bands seem to get away with. It's kind of go, okay, this is my, this is the one everyone likes. I've got it's my banker, but then just get tired of it and deliberately do that thing of going like, okay, here's this one. Who cares? It, yeah. And then there's the and do what Nirvana did and like you know, start playing Teen Spirit and then stop and go, we're going to skip that one. Ha ha ha. Oh yeah. And, and like, but like comedians could never go right. Here, here's my man draw routine. <laughs> uh, I, I, I just like, I just like rattle through it with, with oh, putting right. no effort in. You've come out to see Out Out. Yeah, Here yeah. it is for you guys. Yeah, I hate yeah. it. You love it. Yeah, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> yeah you, you get, you can't be quite so petulant when you're a yeah. comic. Lee Evans can't do Bohemian Rhapsody miming it, just looking just like he doesn't want to be there. Yeah, I remember going to see Lee Evans probably like ten years ago. Yeah, and he did his whole show, and then at the end. Uh, He's like, well, I'm going to go now with something. And people started shouting out Bohemian Rhapsody. And I remember thinking, oh, I bet, he's, I bet he hates that. I bet he hates people shouting out. And he went, oh, yeah, I oh, don't mind. Yeah, if you want me to do it, yeah, I'll do it. I don't mind. And oh. then he, he went off and, and he just did it. That's very sweet. Yeah, I thought, that's a, that's a nice guy there. I mean, he must have known. He must have had it in the, on the oh, iPod. It'll be, it'll be queued up because so many people shout it. <laughs> yeah. And he just clearly decided going, oh, I will do it. They, they want me to do it. It's fine. I saw Wayne Coyne. Uh, I saw, saw Flaming Lips. And yeah. Wayne Coyne did a really nice speech before they did She Don't Use Jelly, back when that was their big song. Right. And he was going, um, we're going to play She Don't Use Jelly because uh, it's a song we've had for ages, but, uh, but everyone seems to really love it. And we've played it a lot of times. And I always hate it when I see bands come out and go, oh, we're not going to play the big hit or we're going to yeah. play it in a different way because we're bored of it. So this is our, you know, and it was just yeah, it was really yeah. sweet. And you thought, oh, actually, you seem like a really good guy. He does seem like a good guy. Except for the fact that, again, when I saw him at Primavera and he had been on a three-day bender <laughs> and he was out of his mind. It was awful. Was he in the giant hamster ball just, yeah, like, he, he couldn't stand up. It. He was so drunk he couldn't stand up, so he was just, like, falling over and the ball would be moving around the crowd and he couldn't get up again. It was very... <laughs> 
That's the problem with with the giant hamster ball. <laughs> is that if you're if you're not on your game, if you're a little bit hungover, a death trap. or you've you know you've maybe had a couple of drinks the night before. Oh no! It's an absolute death trap. You don't want to be getting in there drunk and just trusting yourself to the hands of the audience. He's really regretting he's not craft work there. Yeah, just stand behind the desk, yeah. open up the laptop, play the back and track. They had a good idea. They, they knew what they were doing. They knew exactly what they were doing. Um, right. Well, let's, oh, let's see if uh, I mean Flame and Lips and Craft Worker on my oh, iPod could easily pop up. So let's let's uh, let's see if uh, if they're the next one. Here we go. Back to back to James's James's iPod now. Oh no. Oh, not no, it's just not those bands. Oh. It's, it's the Mars Volta. The Mars Volta. A song that lasts over seven minutes, so we're just gonna. Yeah, you've got to fade that out. Fade it out, even though I love it. It's a great song, but you know, you've got to, you've got to have a bit of variety on the show. Yeah. That's what the show's all about. You've absolutely, it is about that. You can't have Mars Volta for the full. I mean, we didn't play the full minutes. version of Civil War by Guns N' Roses, and that's. That's a good seven seven forty. Yeah, that's that's, that's, a, that's a long one. It's a long one. Yeah, that's a. It's quite satisfying as, as a band when you. I, I know it's weird, isn't it? Because uh, to get get a song that's a, in comedy, if you get a really long routine, you're delighted. Oh, absolutely. In, in, in music, I don't know if it's the same. <laughs> it's the same. You go, yeah, well, well done. We wrote a long song. It's not like we got loads out of it. It's just that we just chose to record it more. Yeah. We just chose well, to do more in, and more. In comedy, you can't do the same bit over and over again, can <laughs> no, you? You can't, can't return like, to a chorus. You remember that punchline from a minute ago? Here it comes again. Yeah. You can't have a reprise. Yeah, you can't do a, a, a chorus and everyone sings along. No. I mean, maybe. Maybe that's something to... Comedy you can sing along to. Yeah. Well, mm. Peter Kay's already... Oh, he, yeah, he did. Carrie the jo- Jokey. Yeah, Carrie the, Jokey, the jokes, you know, which I always thought was a bit of a... I remember, because he... he oh, I, I, I saw him at uh, Hamasworth Apollo doing that, and I thought... It's a bit cheeky, isn't it? Yeah, cheeky little man. It's a bit cheeky to say, "Oh, here's some jokes that you like, like to make a virtue of the fact you're doing old jokes." Yeah, that aren't. Yeah. Oh well. (laughs) Some jokes your uncle tells you. Yeah, we all know them. Weird. You got a favourite joke, Crosby? Favourite joke that um, maybe a favourite joke joke. Yeah, favourite joke joke. Uh, One of my favourite ones was the one uh, of the. There's a. uh, (laughs) I was walking down the street and met a man. Who had an orange for a head? Oh yeah, yeah. You like that joke? Like that joke? Yeah. Do you want? Do you want to see? I mean, you should do the rest for the, for the <laughs> listener. <laughs> oh, just do the setups. Okay. Uh, and I, I, I said to him, "Why have you got an orange for a head?" He said, "I uh, found an old lamp and rubbed it, and Gina came out, grant me three wishes. Uh, my first wish, I wish for all the money in the world, and I got it. Second wish, I wish for the most beautiful wife in all the land, and it came true." And I said, what was your third wish? It said, I wish for my head to be turned into an orange. (laughs) (laughs) It's such a funny joke. It's great. That's great. Really great. My favourite jokes (laughs) when I was a kid were the really convoluted jokes where you'd have to do so much setup, but you could kind of see where it was going. Like, there was a joke that used to go around my school quite a lot. It was um, about a guy who had a speech impediment and couldn't say bun. Yeah, he said bum. Yeah, and great. couldn't say ticket. He said lick it, and he couldn't say clock. Yeah, uh, he said uh, he said cock. Yeah, and of course the punchline is hold my bum and lick it while I take out my cock. Yeah, but you know what's happening. I loved I loved it so much because you knew what was coming. Yeah, it's like you know, um, yeah, like there were three guys. Yeah. and one's called you know f off, and one's called shit, and one's called manners. Yeah. You know, it's like just yeah. you know where the joke's going to go. Where's your manners? He's around the corner picking up oh, shit. shit. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, that was. I mean, that that, that was an absolute classic. That an one. Absolute Policeman classic. Policeman says, maybe, uh, 
Maybe Axel Rose's n- name was fuck off. Maybe that whole story <laughs> of him and Slash's grandmother was simply... It was that just, was his name. That was his, that was, he was introducing himself. Yeah, fuck, fuck you. He was trying fuck you out as a name before he picked uh, Captain Blowjob. Yeah. Which he uh, yeah, yeah. said, fuck you. And then <laughs> Slash took it the wrong way. He's like, oh, I'm jumping out of this car. He doesn't understand. I tell you what, I, 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 know, I know we are allowed to swear, but it's still it's an exhilarating thrill. It is, isn't it? To be able to be in a, a real radio studio. I wonder. But you're allowed to say yeah. say drop an f bomb. I've, 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 yeah. I have said f off instead yeah, you, of you saying said f off earlier. I've said it a few times now. I, I didn't pick you up on it. It's, I know I'm allowed to swear, but it just still it feels. Yeah. I don't know why. Oh, we're, we're, we're so used to being good boys. We're, we're both good boys, I think. We are good boys. You know, I think uh, a lot of, a lot of the time we've, we've abided by the rules. Yes. But still managed to somehow hang out with people who are considered cool. So considered rebels. Yeah. <laughs> We're, we're the sort of uh, the sort of straight rebels. the straight wingmen yeah. for some genuine oh you know all my friends in school were the the smokers the yes. the, the, the stoners yeah I I hung out with the stoners as well but yeah. never uh, never partook never did didn't enjoy it no well, I I just I, I I never tried it once because it looked disgusting that was all I needed I just looked at it that looks like the dirtiest thing in the world yeah so I just never did it but my, I had a friend who it really wound him up that I didn't. He was like, just, just smoke with us, man. What are you doing? Just, just sitting there. I, I basically, I would do what I'm doing now. I would sit by the CD player and just put songs on. Yeah. All afternoon, and I'd be that guy. Why not? You were de- <laughs> you were DJing for stoners. Yeah, I was loving it, and it's it set you up to do the exact same thing in your real life. That's what I'm doing. I, I think <laughs> all the listeners are stoners right now. Yeah, absolutely. This is a I, I think this is a great show to roll up a fatty, <laughs> fire up a fire up a blunt, blaze it, just blaze, just blaze. I've got one piece of advice. It's just blaze your way through this Sunday blaze afternoon. That ganja, blaze the good green, <laughs> blaze this, the good green. This is Cypress Hill. <laughs> yeah, see, if I see, this is why this should be this week should have been the show where we do choose the playlist as we go along. We, we could have gone straight that. into Doctor Green Farm or whatever, <laughs> and. Uh, uh, the other thing about that, the other thing about uh, marijuana that I don't particularly enjoy is, yeah. they do not love it, don't they? They don't <laughs> love going on about it. Yeah, like like High Times magazine and all that sort of thing. Yeah, Spe- like there's a head shop that's opened down my road. Yeah, oh, it's just it's a bit cringeworthy. <laughs> it is, you know. Oh, it's like, how much I, going on I love drinking. But yeah. I don't wear a beanie hat with a little picture of a pint on the front of it. Yeah, yeah, Whereas, yeah, yeah. you yeah. know, like, yeah. it's mental that they, they have to, you know, I've, I've, got yeah. to, I've got to have my Addy Hash t-shirt on. Yeah. I know I'm painted in very broad strokes of what stoners are like. But there but are they, people who are like that. these things exist. Yeah, my, and my mum, she just likes uh, buying uh, hemp clothing. Oh, does she? So uh, a lot of hers, has the label has a, a, a cannabis leaf <laughs> on it. And, uh, and because of that, she then started buying things that just... <laughs> had the cannabis logo as the main thing not really putting two and two together so like her key ring is just a big <laughs> cannabis leaf that's just her tag yeah that's my mum <laughs> and she doesn't smoke anything but like she's just going around with this cannabis leaf key ring and all the kids at her school were like that's cool miss <laughs> oh. she's a teacher with it really oh yeah just walking around with that and, and not not putting two and two together until we kind of said to her mum you really should know that that is also that's not just used for making clothes that you like <laughs> that is actually that is uh, a very dangerous drug. <laughs> very dangerous. People are ODing on cannabis every day. You're setting a very bad example. Losing, losing all the. All her the name best is Mary artists. Jane as well, isn't it? Yeah, her name is Mary, Mary Jane. Jane. Mary Jane Blaze. <laughs> uh, Mary Jane Blaze them up. 
is her, is her name. Uh, yeah, right, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, if, you, if you're going to change your name by D-Poll, then uh, Go make, for it. make it something interesting. That's what I say. Uh, Ma- Ma- Matthew Crosby's iPod, will it be, will it be ganja-based? We don't know. Kind of. Oh, my. Kind of. This, is a, a, this lot, is a great stoner song, A lot of stoners we listen to this. Oh, my God. absolutely pains me to have to fade out Stairway to Heaven I feel like this is going to be on my conscience for a long time to be honest yeah, it's, a re- it's a real shame because that's th- we were barely even getting warmed up yeah we were saying when, when it was playing it's a good example of a song that that is a long that's a proper long song but it like, doesn't what, outstay what a long song it's should be. It doesn't outstay it's welcome it's it has to be that long in order for it to work just just flows nicely built ah oh, Beautiful. It's a gorgeous song. Forget how good it is. Once this show is over, go and find it and listen to it. Yeah, go and listen to it. Uh, I am really sorry that I just faded out Stairway to Heaven. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, unforgivable. It is. It is. Un- it is unforgivable. We don't have time. I mean, if we, time. you know, we'll once this show is over, we'll carry on listening to it. You and I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've got it on pause right there. On pause, so we can just pick it up from where we left off. Yeah, absolutely. And I urge the listeners to do the same. Yeah. Yeah. Go listen. Listen to Stairway to Heaven. Another long songs just to fill your day. Yeah, it's been it's been a it's been a show of long songs. Isn't long it? songs, quite chilled out songs for, yeah. like, for the most part. Been very relaxed. Bit of Mars Volta was a, was a bit of a kick up the arse. Yeah, yeah, they they kind of uh, came storming in at one point. But even when you you know even Guns N' Roses was yeah. very uh, you know sedate. Yeah. Now we were, we were talking about drugs a lot. Mars Volta, big big no, dr- big druggers. Yeah. But oh, but uh, <laughs> I thought they were such nice boys. <laughs> yeah. But with them, it's not. See that they they do it proper like how it used to be done, in that it just it almost like it's just a part of the music and no one really makes a big deal out of it. Yeah, and I mean, uh, what, what's their although, what, you know, what's their what's their drug of choice? Do you LSD. Know? Really, right? So that is that's yeah. yeah. They're not messing around. Yeah, they're mainly doing LSD, <laughs> and uh, it's going bananas. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you've heard the music. Yeah, I mean, I, like it's funny, isn't it? Because like I, I was watching uh, "Stop Making Sense," the uh, Talking Heads. Thing. Right. Yeah, yeah. They were a big drug band. Right. But that drug was cocaine. Right. I okay. guess because it was the eighties. Yeah. And um, it's, it, apparently, he used to run off between songs, just run off at really? the end of the song, do a line of coke, run back on. <sighs> I mean, no wonder he does such erratic dancing. Yeah, that's what that's what that's what that is. Yeah, Fleetwood Mac, obviously. Fleetwood Mac, yeah, yeah. F- uh, f- famously, I'm seeing Fleetwood Mac actually. Are you? Yeah, I'm going to see them next month with my parents. That is great. It's going to be great fun. But yeah, famously, didn't she blow her nose out in the shower? Yep. Gross. Yeah, and then uh, got it um, blown up her anus. Yes. With, for a straw, a yeah, golden straw. Because if you're if all the car, whatever was it in your nose that absorbs the. Cocaine, yeah. I don't know. Something. But why not? Why not? If there's parts, <laughs> I think. I think. Why not have it up the? Uh, because well, if, if if you've messed your nose up like that, you know, I may up, as yeah. well carry on doing you coke now. You can't go in through the ear. You can't go in through the ear. Do you do you think she tried? Did she try? <laughs> I've done the nostrils. Can I go in through the ears first? So, because uh, I mean, this is. I don't want to do the butt. It's not dignified <laughs> yeah. at the best of times, crouching over a toilet bowl, snorting lines of cocaine. Yeah. But. Having someone having to take your trousers down to do it, or in, in Stevie Nicks's case, pull up your diaphanous <laughs> sort of flowing robe. Yeah, that's got to be bad. <laughs> she must have just had to go commando for, for parties because otherwise, yeah, it's it's a, otherwise like, it's. I can't put pants on. I'm going to have to be having cocaine blown up my butt. So <laughs> I've got to. I've got to be going around. Whose job was that? Easy access. Was that was that Mick, Mick Fleetwood? Did he have to do it? I suppose she, L- I mean, Lindsay Buckingham wouldn't have done it. I tell you what, he, he'd have turned that down. They were already 
finished they would have had a messy breakup at that <laughs> yeah. point it's like that is not what maybe back in the day I would have done this for you but not now you can't ask your ex to get the golden straw out no it's <laughs> so too forget it it's too intimate also you wouldn't trust like if that was me having to blow yeah. cocaine up an ex-girlfriend's butt yeah um, I wouldn't trust her to let me know which end of the straw to blow into in terms of what was used last time yeah. I'd go no this is a revenge thing this is a power trip and you want to get me to blow into the dirty end? I, I think what you have to do is attach a. <laughs> is that you, we're ending the show? You have to attach a, like like the end of a trumpet. Yeah. So that there was definitely an end of a trumpet, so you knew that was the that was the end that was the business end. Yeah, yeah, you would. So yeah, it's like a, like a blowpipe. <laughs> Matthew Crosby, thank you for coming in today. It's been an absolute delight. <laughs> Who absolute knew? pleasure to see you. Uh, brilliant iPod. Congratulations. Thank you. You've, you've come off completely unscathed. Cheers. Uh, and uh, <laughs> we'll see you next time. Very nice being back. Uh, see ya. Bye. <laughs>